And I'm the dog. High Mystery. There is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to major advertisers. It is a dimension as vast as just over a hundred episodes, and about as timeless as a cross-country road trip. It is the middle ground between stoned and baked, between science and superstition, and it lies between the puffing and the passing. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area in which we call high mystery. Wow. <laughs> I'm Robert. Colin. <laughs> I'm Tristan. And I'm Kyle. That's right, we've got a special guest with us today. It's Kyle Ian Fisher. Mm-hmm. Not only is he a fabulous comedian here Aww. in Los Angeles, he's also a wonderful voiceover artist. Ooh. He's also an incredible artist, just in general, in terms of like hand drawing and painting and etc. We have some and lovely work that he's done for us. It's true, the Mushroom Man, if you saw it on our Instagram, and also our current logo was designed by Kyle. So, welcome to the podcast, sir. We're glad to have you. You're all welcome. (laughs) Is there uh, anything you'd like to promote that I didn't maybe already give a shout out to? If you have jobs. (laughs) (laughs) I need one. Okay, yeah. Voiceover, artist... I was actually late today because I was doing an audition that I got at like 105. Fuck yeah. And it was like, oh, it's due today. And I went, of course it is. So, <laughs> I'm on it. And then, of course, I don't have a real booth to go up into. So I have an altar that I literally get on my knees at to record and pray <laughs> to the VO god known as Mel Blank. I'm like, dear Blank, who art in somewhere? <laughs> little kneeling in the closet ac- action. P- pretty much. Okay. You know. I can dig it. <laughs> so do what you got to do in this town. Uh, yeah, this is a podcast where we smoke weed. We talk Naturally. about mysteries. Uh, today, not being any different, I packed a blunt. It is the uh, the plain high hand. The plain. Yes. The plain. The plain. The plain. The plain. And I believe it is packed with platinum gorilla. I mean, I don't. I can't really read. That Belief right. is ninety percent of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. How else are you going to practice your left-hand path magic without intense belief? <laughs> I was really proud of myself. I, I wrote down my <laughs> I've been forgetting the last two weeks, and uh, I've got a King Palm that is filled with Super Jack, Skittles, and Girl Scout cookies. That's right. If you're watching the live Twitch feed, you can see Colin checking his phone, or he did indeed <laughs> write down the strings. It is true. <laughs> I always love seeing that when you go to an open mic night in town and someone's always pulling out their phone like, let me check out my Google Keep Notes. These are, these are fresh jokes. Fresh yeah. jokes just for you. And they're start scrolling like, no, no one's fucking laughing. Man. He's just scrolling faster and faster. <laughs> There's gold down here, I swear. I know, I had something funny. Uh, what was your first time Enjoying that. While you, while you tell us your your uh, <laughs> marijuana beginnings, I'm going to spark this blunt. Nice. Ah, see, that's the sound you love to hear. So for me, it was 19, not 2012. And I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually specifically waited till after college to smoke weed because I know I would have been an awful student for the rest of college if I had found it beforehand. Were so, you also growing up with D.A.R.E.? 
No. No. But my dad. That's why you didn't uh, smoke weed. Oh, should I take that back? We did have the dare program. <laughs> yeah, that's yes, what I because mean. my yeah. friend's super hot cop. <coughs> Nice. Was the dare officer that would come to our school? We were How all do you like, expect you to learn anything at that point. I didn't. Uh, all I know is that drug, drugs are really exceptional, and that's <laughs> all anyone has to know about the dare program. Did that. Yeah. Mm, everywhere. Um, what was that acronym actually? Drugs uh, and resistance. Everyone. <laughs> everyone, listen up. These are the drugs and the resistances to them. Drugs are really evil. <laughs> really. Um, yeah, it was like a year after I graduated college, and my buddy Pat invited me over to hang out at his place. He was still in college. He's like, by the way, we're going to smoke weed this weekend. And I went, all right, you know what, fuck it. Now is the time. <laughs> and what age were you, if you don't mind me? I was 23. 23? Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and... He decides to introduce it to me via Gatorade bottle that has been emptied and turned into classic thing. Yeah, he, my first time. His version also. of it was called a waterfall, and I was like, "All right, whatever, I'll do it." That's yes, the waterfall bomb. And I remember coughing to the point of thinking, "This is how I die." <laughs> it is uh, very, very like they harsh. really threw you in the deep. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, let me tell you my DMT story shortly hereafter. Uh, <laughs> this isn't a DMT podcast. Damn it! Drugs <laughs> <laughs> mean things. You take that shit to Joe Rogan. <laughs> there's no way to tiptoe into DMT. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> like, there's only jumping into the deep end. <laughs> I think that's exactly what my friend said. Anyway, so Pat and I got super fucking stoned, and he had his two friends Isaac and no one can pronounce it, so we called him Squirtle. <laughs> uh, and Not a bad nickname. Squirtle's job in that circle of friends was order the pizza. Oh, poor Squirtle. Apparently Squirtle was the rich one, so he'd be like, oh, let's order some pizza. So we ordered six pizzas between the four of us. Ate through most of it, and I remember at one point Pat and I are watching Seinfeld on mute in the living room, <laughs> eating bowls of cereal, because after... <laughs> five pizzas, you're a little hungry. Yeah, you gotta get the sweet to your salty. Yeah, so we mute it, and we're listening to Isaac and Squirtle argue over the last half of the last pizza in the kitchen, synced up to Jerry and George getting into an argument about something, it. and we're just like, yes, yeah. this is the best episode I've ever seen. I don't uh, even like this anymore. And it was amazing. Now, I also remember giving the spins like none other that night. Yeah. Uh, and just being like, man, that was awful. And he's like, yeah, here, have some more. And that was my first weekend with weed. It was just like, all right, fuck it. Just keep craving more into your mouth. And, <laughs> and was it just weed or were you also drinking? Or No, it was just weed and a lot of food. I'm pretty sure I gained about 12 pounds from that weekend yeah. just in pure greasy salt. And it well, was... there's greasy salt in the water that you have to drink to cope with that greasy salt. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just some greasy salt. Were you like uh, instantly in love with weed after that? Um... I don't know if I'd say I was instantly in love, but I was kind of like, man, this is great. <laughs> this is awesome. And I do recall my dad growing up was very like anti-weed, only to come to learn that when he grew up out here in the 60s and 70s, he was a grower of his own. Oh. Classic boomer, do it all you. himself and be like, you can't do this. I've already done that. You can't have it anymore. But when I moved to college, she was like, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and give you the rap on drugs and alcohol. 
Great. They're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was like, he then Dude. suddenly gets Dude. very Walter Sochak on me. He's like, when I was in Vietnam, uh, everyone was either a drunk or a stoner, and I yeah. hung out with the stoners because when shit hit the fan, they could wake right the fuck back up. That's right. He's <laughs> like, all right. That's all you need to know about drugs and alcohol. And it's like, if you want to experience that, just uh, get super baked and have some cop lights come up right behind you, and you are sober as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> okay, so that's right. his origin story. A lot like, it's funny because yours has elements of Tristan's and mine. Yeah. Tristan did a, a gravity bong for his first time, and I nice. also smoked out of a Gatorade bottle for the first time. But it wasn't nice. a waterfall. Mm, so, so you didn't have a full, a no, fully quenched thirst. It was a, it was a gentler introduction, but to be fair, I was thirteen, so <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so yes, today I brought in the mystery. This is part three of a four-part series in which we will be talking about Oak Island theories. Oh my goodness. Yes. yes. The Oak Island, it's a favorite place. <laughs> it's a oh. thing about stuff. <laughs> yeah. it's a, I can't remember what she's saying. <laughs> Oak Island, it's a place about things. There's something like yeah. that. Oh, man. I'll, I'll try <laughs> and I'll see if I can't stuff. dub in her song for it. Tonight on CBS, Oak Island. <laughs> place about things. So, do you know anything about uh, Oak Island? I know enough from the last two episodes. Okay, good. Oh, he's, he's caught up, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. He's mm-hmm. caught up. <laughs> and uh, any of you out there who watch the show, no spoiler alerts. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? For Meaning the... they found things and oh, things I are see. progressing okay. on the show. They've oh. seen season two of Oak Island oh, on I CBS okay. on I, I've seen the first three episodes of the new season. So far, nothing uh, clashes with this. I don't know about episode four through six or whatever they're on now. All right. <laughs> He's about like, to disprove so my entire theory right now. But uh, the, the good thing about this one is that it's part of a much bigger mystery. A mystery within a mystery. Yes, 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 oh, yes, yes. I'm going to light another King Palm Rolly. Um, nice. So... One of the theories is that the pit not only contains works of William Shakespeare, uh-huh. but that it contains manuscripts proving that Francis Bacon is the author of Shakespeare's work. See, I, Francis Bacon, a.k.a. William Shakespeare. <laughs> he wrote in, wink, wink. <laughs> yes, yes. Not, not Shut not. up, pig. <laughs> you do not call Francis Bacon a pig. He's a hog like no other name. Yeah, right. We went to elementary school together. I know you did. <laughs> no, no, you didn't, Charles. I, you stranger. You've been a pig for 30 years. <laughs> Yeah, no! <laughs> he even snorts like a pig. Uh, <laughs> Francis Bacon, though. I mean, it's a funny name. It is. It is. Uh, <laughs> every time he checks Bacon. into any restaurant, like table for a Francis Bacon. Oh, that's a funny name. <laughs> I know. I've been dealing with it for thirty years. <laughs> Kids are so cruel. <laughs> I understood it that. The like most largely accepted theory on the origin of Shakespeare's plays, and I guess this is a whole other episode for the actor sides of us to nerd out on. Oh no, this is the mystery. This is what I'm going to be talking about. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes, this is it. So I shouldn't purport what I've heard as the largest claim. 
Purport. Oh, Purport. I mean, I might get into it later on. <laughs> I've just heard that the most widely accepted theory on Shakespeare's plays is that they were a collection of his collective. So the actors wrote parts of it, and mm. a lot of it was improvised, like a Commedia dell'arte style, and mm. so it was more like transcribing what the performers were doing. Uh, so he had them all on the OG Disney contract, where any and all ideas you have <laughs> yeah. fall under his employment are his ideas. Yeah, that's why my one, <laughs> my one guest... <laughs> it's mine now, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck Charlie actually owns this podcast, because I was on, <laughs> on an episode, so... <laughs> We're technically a Disney property, yeah, there, so I was about to just watch yourself. <laughs> I'll catch your ass back in life. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm always watching. <laughs> when was the last time you saw Pluto? <laughs> uh, it's a good point. Oh, no, no, I, I haven't anymore. I haven't seen Pluto in a long time. So, for those that don't know, Francis Bacon... Uh, I'm stuck on Pluto! <laughs> Think about it. We removed it as a planet again. Because Disney was like, we don't have Pluto anymore. You I mean, can't have Pluto I'll tell you anymore. why they got rid of him. There was too many questions being asked about the difference between Pluto and Goofy. They're both dogs. They're both in the same universe. One talks and walks around. The other one is someone's pet. Yeah, because it's the same thing with Michael Jackson in that monkey he had he just owned another primate it's just a world where dogs own smaller dogs yeah see he must have come from some dimension where the dogs are evolving into awful awful they have a a common ancestor but they took different evolutionary paths oh they are the dog people now yeah imagine if we did not domesticate cats and dogs like a bunch of fools we just domesticated other primates and monkeys or we just taught dogs harder and harder tricks and they became smarter and smarter and more evolved and became goofy oh it's dog world and that's why goofy's you know he's He's goofy he gets through life pretty well but he you know trips and falls he's really klutz prone i mean well it's all the weird inbreeding of intelligent dogs that's what i'm saying yeah (laughs) (laughs) the perfect cast was actually taught to him over years of evolution he's just perfected it (laughs) his breed was the one that did i was like perfect cast what (laughs) movie Oak Island, Bill Shakespeare, actually written by Francis Bacon. Yes. Bring us back, Rob. (laughs) Francis Bacon, born January 22nd, 1561, was an English philosopher and statesman who served as Attorney General and as Lord Chancellor of England. Nice. Lord Chancellor! Remember when statesman was just a job? You were just part of the state, like... I represent part of the government. What do you do? I represent it. <laughs> okay, but how do you earn your keep? Mm, representationally, that's how. Mm. His works are credited with developing the scientific method and remained influential during the scientific revolution. Oh, shit. Bacon was a patron of libraries and developed a functional system for the cataloging of books by dividing them into three categories. History, poetry, and philosophy, which could further be divided into more specific subjects and subheadings. Was this before, like, the Dewey Decibel system or whatever? Yeah, this was the 1500s. (laughs) Decimal? Decimal, yes. We'll never know because the Great Library of Alexandria burned down. (laughs) It's true. Long before Dewey or his decimals did anything about it. They were too quiet. We'll never know what system they used to sort the books there. (laughs) 
Bacon was educated at Trinity College, Cambridge, where he rigorously followed the medieval <laughs> curriculum, largely in Latin. So he himself was famous within his time. Oh yes. Okay. He's. A, it's not like he was an unknown guy, and William was like. <laughs> well, at this time, we're talking about Renaissance, right after the medieval period. Yeah. So, it's it's like ten people right. Yeah. So like, finally, like this isn't inherently evil. I can put words down, sire. You can read them. People are probably lining up around him in the city square while he's just like writing, and nobody knows what he's doing. But they're like, "What are we all gathering for?" Well, I don't know, but look. <laughs> it's a little 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 little. Little. Yeah, exactly. There's something happening, and it's not nothing. So I'm going to watch it. We've all had enough time to not die today, so we'll use our free time to watch this. By um, the way, the murder's still happening at three. If you want to come watch that, well, of course I'll be at the murder. Do you mean good execution? No, I mean flair and murder. I'm going to kill someone totally illegally about three o'clock. <laughs> Uh, Bacon was the first recipient of the Queen's Council designation in 1597 when Elizabeth I of England reserved Bacon as her legal advisor. She's the first Elizabeth. I'm so glad you've chosen to refer to him only as Bacon from this point forward. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just picturing a slab of Bacon and the, and the Queen being like, Heart of these, no Bacon! <laughs> you know people use that as like threats against him. Like, we went and to put you back in the frying pan now. <laughs> and Bacon's like, I've heard that like 70 times, Frank. It's not original. Okay, my name is Bacon. Of course somebody's made a frying pan. <laughs> Did you know that it's also a delectable breakfast meat? <laughs> can we just, can you just kill me? <laughs> Only with kindness, Bacon. <laughs> Uh, Bacon was knighted in 1603 and later became Baron Verulam in 1618 and Viscount St. Alban in 1621. Basically a lot of words that I don't know what the fuck they mean. Their titles. Their titles. They translate to big BFD. Big fucking deal, right? He could write, so he just kept writing new titles down. He's like, yeah. oh, now I have this name. <laughs> yeah, right. I've been to see the Queen and she said this. Look, it's written here. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. So basically like a knight's tale. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody basically doesn't want to admit that they can't read what's on the on the paper. Yeah. So they're just like, oh, yeah, that's what it says. That's what it says. It's I like agree. when you're a kid and, like, someone's lying to you. But, like, a kid's just making up some story. And you're like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, right. I remember as a kid back in the 90s, people making up, like, different fatalities they saw in Mortal Kombat or other, like, video mm. game tricks. And you'd be like... That doesn't exist, but that's what is happening in your brain. But your mouth's going, yeah, yeah, I saw it too the other day with Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> there was a whole rabbit hole for Mario, Super Mario 64, where they told you you could unlock and play as Luigi. And it's like this really specific, like, drown in the lake four times. Yes. And, like, come back a hundred mm -hmm. times and run through the entire game, and then you'll be Luigi. And they'd even, like, take screenshots with, like, obviously photoshopped Luigi into the game. And uh, people would waste hours <laughs> yeah. for something that was never there. So. I remember the same for Smash Brothers. The first one, there was a way to unlock, quote-unquote, Sonic and Tails. Or maybe it was in Melee. One or the other. But the photo they showed, I think it was actually Melee, were these two incredibly poorly missized 
<laughs> like character frames next to the rest of the character uh, selector screen. Uh, <laughs> so like, they're not the same size. They're not in alignment with anything. They're just there. Do you expect me to believe this? I'm going to go try. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll only spend an hour or two on this. <laughs> Seven so, hours later. <laughs> those, are like the, uh, those are like the last wave of urban legends. Yeah. Because now we have internet. We're like, wait, that's all. Yeah, yeah. easily disproven. Welcome to Snopes.com. Yeah. <laughs> so Bacon's a knight. He's the... No, vast, he's a saint. He's a vassal of Varicos. <laughs> he's a viscount. Uh, of Varicos? Well, Duke of Demony. He's a Varicos Because... <laughs> that's my thing. <laughs> because he had no heirs, both of those titles became extinct upon his death oh, in my. 1626. No, we can't possibly give this title out. Gotta retire it. <laughs> it's not that I'm not into women. I just don't want to deal with children that follow the sexual things. I don't need children in my life. I just need more titles. At 16, he died of pneumonia that he had contracted Damn. while studying the effects of freezing on the preservation of meat. Damn. At 16? At 65. Did I say 16? Oh, he did say 16. <laughs> <laughs> so, at one point, we skipped over him learning so time travel. By, by Donnie Darko rules time travel. Okay, so he's basically a scientist at this time? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he did help develop the scientific method, and he okay. was doing a lot of scientific... Uh, he's just basically standing in a freezer looking at the meat. And then he got a cold and then died. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You, you get pneumonia from going to a, from a warm room and then spending a long time in a cold room and back and forth, right? So yeah. that's exactly what you have to do to study the freezing of meat. Uh, bacon has nearly... Or just come back once in a while. <laughs> you don't need to be there for the freezing. Did he at least learn something... Like yeah, revolutionary he, he about learned, meat freezing? He learned bacon doesn't freeze well. <laughs> Boom! Oh. <laughs> That's it, I'm out! <laughs> he went on the biggest joke of all. Yeah. <laughs> um, bacon has nearly a hundred different works published in the fields of science, religion, literature, and law. Wow. Well, to be fair, all those fields are kind of married at this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bacon played a leading role in establishing English colonies in North America, particularly in Virginia, the Carolinas, and Newfoundland in northeastern Canada. I'm from Virginia. We spent an absurd amount of time of elementary school history relearning Jamestown and everything Francis Bacon related back at the time. Really? That's all. They were just like every year. They're like... We're going to peel back the veil just a little bit further. I'm going to teach you four new details about Pocahontas. <laughs> Come on. Just... The last one being she wasn't real. Yeah, and then you get to college, and they're like, everything they taught you was wrong. <laughs> we actually fucked everything up. We're <laughs> actual total shitheads. Oops. <laughs> if you don't have white guilt yet, you will after this episode. Back to high mystery. <laughs> Tonight on the NFL Redskins. Versus... <laughs> yeah, right. uh, according to Thomas Jefferson, Bacon, along with John Locke and Isaac Newton, are the three greatest men that have ever lived without any exception for their work in the physical and moral sciences. Oh, wow. 
I mean, so. th- to be fair, that person like never listened to a Prince album, so. <laughs> oh, got him. <laughs> Fucking got him in the past. <laughs> Total future burn. <laughs> Kyle, what would you do if you had a time machine for a day? <laughs> Just go back and rip on people in the past. That's a solid <laughs> Hey, guess what? You haven't heard this cool song. <laughs> yeah, right? Doesn't even play any of it. Just go back to your time. Wow, look at those shitty lambskins you have on your feet. Right. Check out these Nikes, bro. What are those? <laughs> <laughs> Moccasins? They're called Uggs now. <laughs> uh, in 1605, Bacon created the Baconian cipher, which was a method of steganography. Uh, steganography? It's how good your steak is done. <laughs> so he discovered how to apply the temperature scale of steak to bacon. Wow, this medium rare is just right. You got good steganography. <laughs> uh, steganography is steganography. a method for hiding a secret message as opposed to just a uh-huh. cipher. I wish you'd let us guess what steganography was. <laughs> so I the study strictly of stegosaurs. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I only want to see the one type of dino. <laughs> That's like the plates on their back. I just thought I'd introduce one plesiosaur. Don't you bring me a plesiosaur, you imbecile. Oh. Drop it off in Loch Ness and we'll deal with it later. <laughs> uh... Basically, he would hide messages within plain text that can be interpreted into binary number, mm. and these binary numbers can be decoded back into plain text to read a different message. One zero one zero one zero 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 one zero one zero 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 one one one. So, like, whoa! This is a family podcast. Whoa! I thought that I would be safe place here. Proving me wrong. So yeah, like he could like write a simple message like uh, Sally went to school today and that message after decoding it would read like the key is under the floor mat or something like that. Yeah, it's steganography. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a big mile book. You know, you put, give me a one, I'll give you a two, you know, it's steganography. Forget about it, Jack. It's steganography. Get out of here. <laughs> so Baconian theorists claim that when using the cipher in Shakespeare's first folio, messages within the text confirm Bacon's authorship of Shakespeare's plays. Is it just like, Bacon was here, y'all? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He just came in and was like, and Bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Looking around over his shoulders. You know, I've looked at this pretty close, and I'm noticing that every one of these plays says, and Bacon. (laughs) This man's a genius. (laughs) That has to mean something. He should get more titles. Someone print more titles for him. Uh, One reason why Bacon would have kept his authorship a secret was because his rise to high office would have been hindered were it to become publicly known that he was writing plays for the public stage. Oh, how disgusting. Dreadful that they let the poor people enjoy some basic humors. <laughs> I mean, what a waste of good theater. <laughs> Pass the bacon. Canadians <laughs> don't understand art. <laughs> they don't even understand how to bathe. <laughs> mm, I've masked my ship smell with vast perfumes. <laughs> I've noticed. Is that dead raccoon you're wearing? Mm. 
Yes. Why did they? I don't think I would bring fresh raccoon into this town. Oh, Lord. Uh, <clears throat> one reason why people believe that Shakespeare was not the author of his own work is due to the many spellings of his name. During his lifetime... Will his... I am. <laughs> right? William. <laughs> the artist probably known as Will. This one actually says Willy Yarn. Like, the R and the N are very close. It looks kind of like an M. It says William's Deganography. <laughs> and Bacon. Um, I love, I just love that. They always that say and Bacon. Like, people, people are upset. They're like, oh, William Shakespeare could never have written all those things. Francis Bacon, though, he wrote all of those. <laughs> and more! Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. He wrote all the things. <laughs> and then some. <laughs> he just couldn't admit it because it would have been laughable at rich people parties. <laughs> <laughs> Writing plays, my goodness. <laughs> Join us on the fox hunt. <laughs> uh, during his lifetime, his name was not consistently spelled the same either in manuscript or in printed form. There are only six surviving signatures by William Shakespeare, all of which are on legal documents, none of which have the same spelling of either his first or his last name. Hmm. Then who picked the one we go by? Was it Francis Bacon? This is how he spells. This is the right one. This one has another line. <laughs> that's, that's my signature move. <laughs> Uh, 58 editions of plays and five editions of poetry were printed before Shakespeare's death. 20 of his plays don't credit the author. 15 of his plays have his name hyphenated. Uh, even Even rarer spellings have his name with an F in, uh, placement of the middle S in Shakespeare. So, Shakespeare... (laughs) But that was like a weird way of spelling an S way back when. Was it? I don't know things about that. Um, I, mean, I don't know either. Like, like the big, like, like the super big looking, it's like an F that looks like an S, but you're just like, it's an F. <laughs> we put a little line in the middle so it, and we stretch it out a little bit so it's actually an F. It's actually a fancier F. Or a fancier ass. You know that weird looking B that the Germans have? I do. It's kind of like that, but it's an F. Thank y'all for tuning in. This is back to another episode of Fancy Letters. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be moving on to G next week. We only got so many episodes we can do. <laughs> Tell me, do you remember how to do a cursive Z? Because I don't. Oh, it's a weird one. All I know is that it looks kind of like half of a carrot. Join us next week. (laughs) (laughs) Furthermore, Bacon was the leader of the Rosicrucians. What? (laughs) You don't know about the Order of the Rosy Cross? We definitely talked about it on this podcast. Nays to me. (laughs) They were a (laughs) spiritual movement closely related to the Knights Templar. They believe that the stone tablet on the island contained a dual cipher created by Bacon, and that the cipher states that not only that two million pounds of treasure is buried 40 feet under the stone tablet, but that the second cipher tells how to stop the flood tunnels by using large corn deposits buried near the tunnel entrances 
to prevent the pit from flooding. Look at the corn! Corn deposits. <laughs> yes. Nobody said nothing about corn deposits. They... The guys digging it out haven't. Well, they... I mean, there's there's a lot of land there that they could be, like, digging all around the corn or whatever. <laughs> or no. maybe they just found a lot of corn. They have not they found get... any corn. Yeah, but at what amount of corn do they finally <laughs> remark upon how much corn there is? Was there just some corn growing on top, you know? Or, or do they just shovel through a few hundred ears and they're like, all right, you know, this this is... This is plausible. I can see this happening. It's a normal amount of corn. But if we see much more, I'm going to have to start questioning why there's this much corn here. I mean, the first uh, searchers probably destroyed much of the corn if that's if it was on like, top of... Oh, sweet, free corn! Yeah. Yeah. We've One, been sailing for ten days. Thank God for corn. One assumes that... Nature took over the biodegradation of the corn deposits <laughs> over the many years that it was before it was found. Flawed plan, then. I mean, it is a flawed plan, but once you know, hey, all we need to do is get a large deposit of corn in here, and that'll stop the flood tunnels, then you're all, all gravy. But I'm, I imagine he kept that there because it would have stayed good in his lifetime, you know? Mm. Right, he could use it in his lifetime. After he's dead, he doesn't really care. Well, he was actually planning on opening the first movie theater. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I will have this fresh new snack called Popped Corn. And everyone will love it, and it will take over the world by storm. I'm going to keep it a secret, though. I only I want to know that. No one will know about my corn! That's the real treasure. It's the first ever popcorn machine. He's got it buried. Yeah. You know, I don't understand why movie, more movie theaters don't just serve straight-up food. Like awesome food. Oh, there are a few. That <laughs> like there's a bunch. Like, yeah, there's some that you can even drink. At. Yeah. yeah. Go to any restaurant. Like, Why don't you serve awesome food? <laughs> <laughs> you should be like I mean, at a restaurant. Why don't you guys uh, throw up a movie or something that we can watch yeah. while we're eating? Hey, keep me entertained. <laughs> <laughs> they sell food. That's the only way they make money. Sure. Yeah. Sell good food. Make more money. <laughs> or you could just let us smoke weed oh. at the theater, which would encourage us to buy more food, even the shitty food that you could make money on. And it would encourage me to go see more movies in the theaters. They should have like a midnight screening where it's only allowed for smokers. So they know like, <laughs> hey, we're allowing this showing for smokers. And then they can like run a reputable Yeah, just like you have to be 21 or over or whatever the law says these days. Yeah. I wonder if you if you kids whatever that rent of laws laws are doing <laughs> all those Sunday morning screenings everybody's like <laughs> is that me <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> I mean honestly that sounds amazing to go to a movie theater where you can smoke weed especially if it's the ones that like recline recline back the seats rumble a little bit it like does some spray off the oh, wall oh it's like the 4D experience yes the kind of shit reserved only for theme parks oh shit it's interesting it's like I'm there alright well tonight we're watching the big Lebowski whenever he spits out some of his drink we're gonna spray you with Kahlua it was a great idea until the theater caught fire <laughs> All right. uh, Bacon was familiar with preserving manuscripts with mercury and the fact that there were empty flasks found at the money pit with traces of mercury along with the found parchment in the pit 
lend to the idea that Bacon's work could be buried on the island. Mm. Mm. So these pirates just had like a nice chunk of manuscript and they were like, let's put it in the hole. <laughs> Everybody was like, what do we do with this stuff? And somebody was like, put it in the hole. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to put my stuff in a no dang ass bank. Put it in the hole. <laughs> Back to the hole. <laughs> Uh, plus, it would have been possible, given Bacon's wealth and status, to have been able to secretly organize such a large-scale burial of his uh, manuscripts. I mean, he would have been... We're talking 1600 then, right? So that yeah, right, every, right about 1600. Everything we've talked about about Oak Island, th- is this before all of that then? No, it's like right around that time period of like stuff that's being dated. For some it's reason, like right around the 1600s. Yeah, it's, 1607 is Jamestown. Thank you, grades one through five uh, <laughs> history class. They um, they discovered it in like 1701 or something like that. I think is when those two kids dug it up. Yeah. So, but the they presumably thought that like a hundred years before that it was put down there, but they don't know who. They well, just thought it was the pirate we talked about. Right. But yeah, I mean, this is like late 1600s, so it could have been right around the time that they found it. But Francis Bacon is dead by then. He's born in 1550, and he dies at 65. No, he... Yeah, help me with the numbers. Yeah, okay. Uh, (laughs) I need a timeline. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He was born 1561, died 1597. Okay. Wait, Wait, no, 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 that can't that be That doesn't right. work because he was 65. Those numbers don't He was 16. No, no, I, I, think I, I think I meant 1661 to 1697. I don't know. I don't know. That's so crazy. All of these things change so much. Yeah. Knowing these numbers. Is it 15? Oh, no, 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 no. Yes, please, God. Thank God. All right, I've got it all. It's He was born 1561. But okay. he didn't die until 1626. There we go. So yeah, seeing all these 1600s really confused me. Could have possibly been him. I mean, like, he wasn't planning on dying. He died because he was dumb and like... <laughs> no, you know, was... <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, like, it's not like he was old and sick and dying. It was like, yeah. I'm doing science. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to put diet on my schedule. I'm just kind of... <laughs> and so, like, all of his success is presumably where he got all the riches that were down there, or presumably down there. What? <laughs> is it just because he was, like, Duke of Dukelberry? That he, he put all that stuff count. down there because he didn't want, he didn't want uh, to be found out that he was writing all these plays for the masses. But it also says that, like, two... 100 pounds of treasure or whatever right. down there. That's right? what I'm saying. Like, oh. what about all this treasure? Like, so he's presumably gold. put all this stuff I mean, stuff he is wealthy, there. but... And he presumably put down a plate that said a pirate put it down there or something. No, just that 200 he's feet He's just below. kicking the yeah. dirt behind himself. No, I think a pirate put something down, <laughs> down here. Mm. Uh, Francis Bacon said so. <laughs> Uh, lastly, large stone placements found on the island form the shape of a large cross called Nolan's Cross, uh, after the man that discovered them. Yeah, Nolan Uh, they can... He probably didn't even discover it. There was probably, like, some young, uh, hiree who didn't speak the language very well. Aki, aki! Yeah, right? And he just came over and he was like, yeah, I discovered this. Call it Nolan's Cross. 
Yeah. Definitely. Well, that cross can also be the foundation for a symbol called the Tree of Life, which can be seen in Shakespeare's work, mm. uh, which can also lend credence to this theory. Hmm. I mean, the Tree of Life is also like an important symbol to like the Knights Templar and yeah. like, other theory. Well, that goes back to yeah, the order of the Rosicrucian Cross. Yeah. Uh, as you briefly mentioned, like the idea is the Knights Templar have never gone away. They've just changed names every few... They just like rebrand every once in a while. <laughs> Which you got to do if you want to stay current. You know? Yeah, obviously. I mean, we had new code for a while, and we we're like, that's terrible. And we went back to old classic code. We just got to yeah. rebrand it. Their lives are basically <laughs> that montage in Highlander where we see him going through all the years... <laughs> Fighting all the wars. Yeah. If you haven't seen Highlander, folks, great film. Check it out. <laughs> Starring Chris Lambert. Yeah. Do we and dare do a Rotten Tomato on? Oh, oh the, the original's got to be Especially high. because we haven't done it in a long time. Yes. Yeah. Okay, the Rotten Tomatoes game is you think of a movie that you haven't thought of in a long time. In this case, we're going to do Highlander. Highlander. The original film. And we'll all, <laughs> all put forward... All not We'll put forward our number guess for what we think well, the percentage is. I'm going to say it's 88. I'm going to say it's 78. I'm going to go solid 53. Mm, People I, are harsh on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, That's all I know is they are... Yeah. I, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go for a sweet 60. Mm. Sweet 60? Yeah. So 88, 78, 53, and 60. A, a sweet 60. A sweet 60. <laughs> I can right. tell you it's definitely higher than Highlander, too. 69%. <laughs> oh, the best of all numbers. Kyle job, takes it. Oh the only one who wasn't a over. <laughs> yeah, uh, 69%. I enjoy it more than 69%. I think it's better. I mean, I have to revisit it in order to really... What? What if that was actually the allotted amount of enjoyment you could get out of a film, <laughs> whatever the Rotten Tomatoes score was? I only enjoyed 10% of what I saw today, but it wasn't really worth the that, other 90. That's, that's a whole different website. Maybe you're the pioneer who could mm. start it. Which is, <laughs> I just write out on a fucking chart, like a bar graph, like, here are the points that you will enjoy... And you'll know that you're not going to enjoy it. You just fast forward through these sections. Save yourself some time. Folks. That sounds like some really specific work you have to do, Kyle. <laughs> that sounds like a weird like acid trip project. Just like sitting there like, trying to write down and edit all these films. Like, yes, yes. You found your job. <laughs> Thanks. Me and Krasinski will just... Yes. <laughs> I mean, if there is uh, Rosicrucian stuff down there or Templar stuff like supposedly then also they would have like the Arctic Covenant and things like that 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 is uh, part of next Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tiptoe into next yeah, episode I'll be definitely digging more into the Knights Templar in the in the final installment of this because it's like such a big thing that I couldn't possibly go into all the different Knights Templar I'm starting to feel more and more like Oak Island was just a group of individuals at the time who were like, we should fuck with the future. We should definitely <laughs> fuck with the future. That's fine. Like, there's got to be somebody in New York who has some, some weird piece of thing from Ireland that <laughs> crossed that we talked about or something. There was something. Yeah, what is it, Jesus? Yeah, something. I don't Get know. him down here. <laughs> you know, there's some stuff in a hole. 
But, you know, I'm starting to feel Wait, like you want us to dig a hole? <laughs> <laughs> like, how big of a hole? It's deep. It's not about how big it is. It's about how deep it is. All right, but, like, how much are we cramming into this hole? I thought you were the hole guy. I gotta tell you. Yeah, I am the hole guy, but I gotta know how much stuff is gonna go into the holes. I know how much hole to make. You just you keep stuffing it in there. <laughs> holes don't always work that way. Sometimes you run into problems. Yeah, I'm starting to think it was just a... Just a prank that the past decided to play Or just on like this. a time capsule like we do. Like, yeah. oh, we'll dig yeah. this but up. But they forgot about it. Years and, yeah. Yeah. and then the weather got rough and they couldn't get to Nova Scotia that easily or wherever it is that I can't remember. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's really all the information I have on uh, Francis Bacon. He did, he was in Canada, though, so mm-hmm. he was a... He's familiar. Yes, he's a Canadian bacon. Well, I like oh, my Shakespeare the- theory better because it gives credit to all the actors in this place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all I'll say about that. I mean, yeah. Well, isn't that nice? Such <laughs> <laughs> a nice way to go about it, Colin. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. I definitely know Thank the, you. the theory that, you know, there were just a bunch of stories that have been told for countless of generations, and he just kind of, like, adapted them to his own style of whatever. He wrote them down. Right, yeah. It's like Snorri, the man who wrote down the Prozetta um, for all of Norse mythology, who was just like, you, you know, we can write this down and remember it uh, in the future. People can read it, and everyone... I like my meandering style. No, no, but... I like that the stories are different halfway through each time. You know, the, <laughs> I the, like that I can't remember all the character names. What are they? Thornton? Uh, <laughs> Slockney? No, it's ter- oh, just... Uh, let me write it down, please. <laughs> Yeah, I could very. I I I think that's a a plausible thing. Is like you know, it's he just wrote them. Yeah. And kind of took dibs. Like the joke we said earlier, there's only like ten people in the world who can write at this point. So maybe he was just. He's just sitting in a bar and listening to people tell their stories. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's on. it's that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer sells the pants story. You guys with me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine's boss is looking for stories and she buys Kramer's story and he can't tell the story about his pants anymore. Because it's, yeah, it's his Because he bought it, yeah. yeah. I okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Seinfeld episode. Watch more Seinfeld, gang. <laughs> that is a very, very specific story. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't tell my story anymore. I don't own it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would suck. Uh, well... That's it for this episode of High Mystery. Uh, do you want to promote anything, uh, lastly? Say anything? Any shout-outs? Have Nothing? jobs. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> I need employment. I'm ready for Don't you have an Etsy store yet? I've tried that. <laughs> I have a lot of back stock. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you want to get on the Etsy and buy some back stock, you would appreciate it. <laughs> thanks so much for joining yes. us, Kyle. So, thanks for having me. This was... Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Robert. Mm. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. And I'm Kyle. <laughs> the intro was so good, he didn't need an outro. Oh, he's got oh, one. I've oh, I've got okay. one. I've okay. got one. You know it's going to be... Uh, damn, I can't remember the name of the place. No. What's it called? <laughs> the Fifth Dimension? No, no, no. no. <laughs>
<laughs> well, you're building this outro so much. It's just a little sign-off. <laughs> Twilight Zone. No, That's what the beginning not. was from. What I wrote down. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, park, it's a theory about stuff. It's a thing about islands. It's a thing that we do. All right, let's talk about that DMT now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Bye. For that story, check out our Patreon page. <laughs> let's do it. Leave comments.